You're gonna need a bigger boat. Get away from her, you bitch! I am the father. Bond. James Bond. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hello and welcome back to Movie Issues. I'm your host, Leland, here with Spooky. What's up, everybody? As you once told me, everybody's podcast could be someone's first podcast. That's true. So I thought it would be best to kind of just lay the groundwork for what it is you and I do, just in case someone is coming in and they don't know what this is. This is a, a, a refresher to the people who have been listening. Right. And a, 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 Thank nice, you. <laughs> a nice introduction for uh, for the new listeners. As to, you know, what it is we're exactly we're doing. Right. Well. If to we, ourselves. If we know daily. Because, uh, because it seems absurd that we put ourselves through so much punishment. I don't know. I don't think we put ourselves through that much punishment, really. You looked punished today. We'll get there. Um, I guess, really, is we just like movies. That's true. Um, absolutely true. The uh, worse they are, the better. But we've generally stopped kind of doing the... It's so bad, it's good thing, and just kind of moved into movies that we enjoy that are either good or bad. They all deserve to have something taken out of it. Well, I mean, we've we've kind of hit a trend uh, recently, but I think uh, to say a movie is so bad, like that that we're you know one of many podcasts that do the oh this movie's so bad it's good right. Um, I don't think is the is the angle that we take because we do find genuine enjoyment. Out of a lot of these movies. A vast now, majority, yeah. Usually that comes from, you know, uh, uh, like plot holes and absurdities. Yeah, but and, all and, that can be found in a really good movie, too. Also which true. is what makes the, the show fun, watching yeah. good movies occasionally. Like, this this is what we've been doing for years. Yeah, we've been, we've been recording for ourselves a long time. now. <laughs> you know, like, we just, we just got the opportunity to make a podcast yeah. out of it. So that's kind of what it is, is there's not really a theme anymore of so much as let's watch crap films as we're going to watch movies that we enjoy or not enjoy, mostly things I want to make him sit through. And then, you know, as you said, we we punch holes in those, those that boat that is a plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, um, you know, always calling them bad or like the the worst films. Uh, yeah, that's unfair. It's, uh, it's unfair, but it's also, I think, misleading. It is misleading, especially with today's film. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Um, because the, these movies are not popular. Or not all of them. Not all the movies we do are popular. Some are uh, not even well known. acclaimed. I mean, or, I like to throw in an unknown or yeah. an old movie occasionally that you, you know, what, black or white? You know, yeah. you know it's kind of... But, but what we do on the podcast is talk about what it is about this movie that we did find enjoyable. Yeah. Even, even if it's not what the movie intended. Oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, a rubber suit's hilarious. True. Now, last week, we, we talked about the, the Superman... Um, the viral marketing had kicked in on on Man of Steel. Yeah, where there was we, that, um, that where we met Zod, Zod thing. Video thing. Um, we were a little premature on that. Um, the well, next day yeah. after our recording, we finally got to see the trailer and we got to finally see something other than stoic Hulk Superman walking around through the wilderness. Yeah, I'm like miles away from where I was. On yes. This film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, Would you say your streets ahead now? No. <laughs> I would never that, say that. That's for all my community fans. <laughs> <It's> like, 
Um, like, bef- like, and fuck you. <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about the this Superman, you know, for a while. This trailer finally gives us uh, really what I think we're gonna actually see in the movie, or at least what we want to see in Superman movie, and that's Superman punching something really fucking hard. Like, we finally got some action scenes. You know, we, we like I said, we got we kind of know what's going on a little better. Like, finally. I feel everything we've, we've gotten so far is maybe the first 20 minutes of a movie. I don't, I don't want to go so far as to say all I needed was him punching something. Well, no, that's not just, all I needed, yeah. but, like, finally. I mean, we know Zod's going to be in it, so we know we're going we're gonna to have a super fight. I, I just hope it's just not all a super fight. Mm, I mean, because you know, sure. I feel that's the the main complaint was from the last one was that there were, he didn't do anything. There was super, no fight. There was no fighting, and now I feel that you know now we're going to go overload on fighting, and then we're going to have lack story. The problem is, it's still at the end of the day, it's a Zack Snyder film. So mm, with a Nolan production, yeah. So I mean, you either Long have too much boring. too much so, story or too much action. You know, hopefully the two, you know, yeah, hopefully uh, cancel each other out. We but, get a nice story and action flick. But I thought the trailer was really pretty. I thought a lot of nice shots. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not gonna lie. I cry every time I watch that damn trailer when him and Paul Ken are having their conversation. That's that's bold right there. Yeah. That's, that's heartbreaking. That's still a thing that kind of I I don't know how I feel about it because. Everything still points to, like, Pa Kent telling him, you know, like, don't help people. From what I read, yeah, that's pretty much the case. That's... That's not Pa Kent. Yeah. But, I, you know, those are people who haven't seen the movie who are writing shit. Granted. I mean, we, we're, we, we've still got a couple months before, uh, you know, we finally get to see it. But, I don't know, that kind of seems to be everyone's unanimous opinion. The other thing is, it's like, so does, does he die in this one too? Like, it always seems you to be that's, that's, that's his attitude. Fuck him. Yeah, it always feels a thing that they can't have both parents in a movie. If you think about it, always the parents are either one or both are gone. Like, even when it comes to like the cartoon movies and yeah, stuff. Like young, like they, it's like, what? They can't be together still? Like, you gotta makes, struggle, I guess. You gotta grow up hard. It, it makes no sense. He's already grown up hard. <laughs> Like he's an outcast from an yeah. alien society. It's like that. That's rough on a kid already. I worked in Smallville for a while. Yeah, and then they had to kill him too. Season yeah. five. Yeah, but I mean that's halfway through the show at least. <laughs> no, it is halfway through the show because it yeah. is a fucking ten season show. <laughs> no, no. Like, Buffy cut out at seven. Smallville got <laughs> ten. You know, hell, yeah. even Charmed made it to eight. The fuck is that shit about? <laughs> uh, I felt I felt Buffy ran its course. Yeah, well. When all she says is wine that last season, yeah. She ran her course five seasons in. <laughs> they killed her at the end of that fifth one, too. <laughs> Bitch came back three times. <laughs> and another network. Just like Superman. <laughs> he came back three times? At least in comics. Uh, oh, that's yeah. The, I'm, I'm talking about comics. <laughs> Open that can of worms. <laughs> you think they'll ever get to that? Like, we have so many comic book movies, it's like, it, it's an official genre. You think that'll ever start creeping in where, like, uh, uh, here we'll kill see... Superman? Yeah, like, Superman seems to die. So, like, they do the death of Superman. Like, a, the third movie is the death of Superman, so when they do the rebirth of Superman, it's a different actor? That'd be neat. 
but it doesn't it doesn't have to be. Well, I'm like, just saying. Like, it's the, like James Bond. They just Superman, but they change him every so often. But like in, in comic books, we're so accustomed to that. Like we took it to mm-hmm. movies, and you you essentially end like the movie with him beating Doomsday but dying, and then the next movie comes out. And he comes back. Do you think people would buy that? I don't know. Like the general populace? I don't know. Friday the 13th tells me yes. Oh, that's different. <laughs> oh, but it's still people your dying villain, But your villain always comes back. Like that's, not, that's not always. Thing. I mean. Well, like, not every time, but it's, it's, it's happened more where a villain always comes back from, from near really. certain Not really. This is, this is the Marvel movies the only first time that they've had the villain return. If you think about it, all comic book movies always kill off the villain. Yeah. Batman made that mistake right away. Yeah, the '89 Batman. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. One of the many other Batmans. Just make, <laughs> in case anyone isn't isn't hip to what Look, we're doing. When, here. when I say Batman, I mean '89. I don't. I don't mean the new one because <laughs> I'll say Batman Begins. Okay. And that's the only one I'll talk about. <laughs> and it, because then, because then I call good. it. Then I call him the Dark Knight. <laughs> in that that one where he rises, <laughs> eighty nine Batman. The one with Bane. We we were talking about the Batman franchise just this last weekend, and how like we've still yet to see the Batman movie that we want. Uh, me per, I'm speaking for me. I figured you saw the Batman movie you wanted. It's close. you were more positive for yes. the last three than I was because I I think it's closer to what I've always wanted, but it's still not there. It went too far in that like hard dark world. It's they're not. It's they're 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 noir cop movies yeah. with a dude that just happens to be in a cape and cow. So to me, that's not Batman. But that's a big aspect of Batman to me. That's fair, but he's also a comic book character, and that was taken away completely. They want Nolan to be in charge of the Justice League thing. No, there's no world that that, the... um, Nolan doesn't create that kind of world. Who's that fucker that plays Batman now? Um, Bale. Bale. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's no world that um, John Connor lives in (laughs) where Superman and him are going to roll up next to each other. you, You can't roll off a... Dark Knight Rises into Justice no, League. No. They're two different worlds. Fuck Arrow would make more sense if he popped up in Gotham City yeah, at this point. that would totally make sense. Because they're killing people, you know? It's yeah. Like, right. <laughs> like uh, I was saying, what really would make it for me is if you took the Nolanverse Batman and the Tim Burton Batman and mixed them together. And I, my response was, we had that. It was the animated series, which is the greatest thing on the planet. It's true. It's true. That's I mean, my it, Batman. Those are the ones I watch. If I'm feeling the Batman vibe, I yeah. put on the cartoon because I feel it's still comic book world, but it's not so far into the comic book world that it becomes campy. Yeah. And it's not so far to the other side where it's like unbelievable. You know, that's that's where I fit in. That's my happy medium is the cartoon. It's just sad we can't seem to pull off a, uh, uh, a live-action version of it. It is sad because you look at the other guys and they're doing it perfectly fine. The Loki Pokey Stick makes sense in their world. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% for it. Like, I Marvel, just, I just Marvel's don't think, really nailing it. I just don't think that the people at Warner Brothers or DC, they just they don't get, they got their heads up their ass. They, they're trying to make it so different from Marvel that they're ruining it. It's just like, dude, just rip off the thing. It's, it's okay. It's still we, comics. It, it's like, we're not going to care. Yeah. You, we will still come to the theater. You know? It's don't, like, if you build it, we're going. Don't <laughs> rush this Justice League movie just to hit 2015. Oh, or, well, no, it got stopped. I, I heard that 
they 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 had to scrap the script right. and they're restarting but i heard 2015 still oh, they're still I, trying to hold on to I, it. if you don't Which, have a script by 2014 you're done you, you got to push we're, that shit we're almost halfway through 2013 that's what i'm saying it's like that, that movie's going to take a year and a half to make you know what felt like a year and a half to watch uh, today's movie oh it's only an hour and 43 minutes oh felt like an eternity just, just 100 103 minutes just an eternity of absolutely nothing well there's only one person to blame. Uh, really, and, one? <laughs> well, the fans as as a as a unit unified. Oh. This this is the first movie uh, that we left up to. Uh, the oh, viewers. you mean our fans? Yeah, I thought you meant the fans of the movie. Oh no, I blame them. I don't blame our fans. This is... I blame you more than the fans because it was uh, your idea. It was my idea. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time uh, we've uh, we've tried this out. We wanted to try and you know. Uh, get more interactive with uh, you, the, the the listeners. So on Facebook, we put uh, we put up a. Well, first we chose a genre. We yes. said we haven't done a sci-fi one in a while, so let's let's do a sci-fi film. Yes. Said okay, well, do we, what do we want to do? When we came up with an our opinion, a spectrum from excellent to to utter shit. Yes. And then one that floats in the middle. Right. And we we had the excellent film at. The Fifth Element, yes. which I think is a fantastic Amazing, movie. perfect movie. In the middle, I would assume, would be this one yeah. in the spectrum prior to viewing. And then Alien Resurrection at the just bonkers, utter shit. Awful. Um, I'm going to swap those two now. <laughs> um, I would rather sit through any Alien movie, before, even a bad Alien oh, movie before that. Well, here's... Really, realistically, at the end of the day, though, yeah, as crazy as Alien Resurrection is, it still has Sigourney Weaver. So that is always <laughs> leaps and bounds ahead of, yeah, but this is before RoboCop was RoboCop. Right? So I'm going to hold on so to it's, what it's he is. It's even a little better. So we watched The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai in the Eighth Dimension, 1984's craptastic film. Cult classic. I'll give you cult classic. I'm not part of the cult though. That's mm. no. There's there's there will never be a moment where I'm at a midnight screening of oh, this. Man. There I will never be a moment where I'm dressed up, dancing in the aisles, excited like a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of thing. No. If I could wash my brain out, <laughs> I would. I is, just... is this your New Year's Evil? No. Okay. No, I don't think I have one cuz I always will find something redeemable about a movie. And I <laughs> I did find some few redeemable things in this. I for a minute I thought you were actually enjoying it. No, it took you no. a while, but was, I, thought... I was I was absolutely miserable the whole Aww. time. Um, if anyone doesn't know or hasn't heard about this, and I know people, I personally know people who love this movie, and that's great. I'm glad that they do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they can look at this ball of crap and see something <laughs> shiny. I unfortunately am not one of those people. I remember I listened to the um, the anniversary thing that Kevin Smith did, mm-hmm. and where he went and watched it with a crowd, and they talked love about it. And listening to uh, Fr- was it Frank Frank Weller, listening to RoboCop talk uh, poignantly about how he approached the film and how amazingly he thought the script was, and all that's fine. Yeah. I see everything everyone says about it it's just not your bad this is just not a movie i want yeah then that's that's fair so um, i'm not dissing the movie on a level of my god this is the worst thing i've ever seen everyone who likes this is stupid yeah no no it's i didn't care for this didn't work for me but if you found something you enjoy about it right on let your freak flag fly 
You like it. I love this movie. Okay, love is strong. Oh, I love it. I you okay, you watched I, me. I rated it. You and me when we were done. <laughs> it's on Netflix, guys. So like, absolutely stream it, watch it over and over. Um, Buckaroo Banzai, like, well, first, cult classics is this weird genre um, that is entirely unpredictable, and I feel like, like the Rocky Horror, it's. It, 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 you never know if you're gonna love it until you, until the movie is over. Mm-hmm. You know, which sure you could say that about a lot of movies, but uh, I feel like most movies you pretty much know you're gonna be into or not based off the trailers. And this is a movie that you just kind of have to experience, uh, and then you are clearly on one side or the other. I don't I don't think people really fall in the middle when it comes to cult classics. Army of Darkness is another one. Where people are all in or they're all out. Yeah, I'm all out. Yeah. And you're all in. And I'm all in on that one, yeah, too. Yeah, I think we found our spectrum of, uh, <laughs> yeah. But by that rationality, though, not, I mean, is Showgirls considered now a cult classic? Because it's it falls in that realm of campy terribleness. It's been about 20 years, so. Um, and that's one I do enjoy because it's so terrible. I'm not really sure, like, I, cause honestly, I don't know what like the 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 uh, parameters of what a cult, cult classic is, yeah. makes. Like, you the commonality is usually no, relatively okay. low budget or low appearing budget. Well, I don't know. I mean, um, I, okay. Well, here's a, now. This is a cult classic. Mommy Dearest is considered a cult classic. Okay, and I love the shit out of that. True, movie. true. But you know, and that's. No, that's, High camp value. I guess there really yeah, that's is not sci-fi or no. Or I guess there really is. It just something strikes a chord with a certain segment group of people. It's and lightning. Then, yeah, and then just go from there. I hate when people try to force a film into cult classic status. Yeah. That you got to earn it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's 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 lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way to do it. It just happens by accident. And this is one of those mm-hmm. films. I mean, it had a budget of 17 million, which is kind of absurd. When you I watch it. couldn't tell you, I I I would assume the budget was at two bucks from how the way the thing was fucking shot. But uh, it made only six million, and I feel that that is. Um, the people that saw it, I would say half of those people are the ones that are keeping the, this alive. Oh, if know, that. If I that. Just, uh, the, the movie actually bankrupted the studio that was making it. Sure, yeah, you, you said that. I was like, wow. I mean, that, $6 million off of seventeen. that that's going to hurt in somebody. In 84? Yeah, yeah I would think. Well, remember, remember we watched Titan AE, and that bankrupted that animation studio, yeah. too. But, I mean, that was obviously a big budgeted right. kind of movie. Well, $17 million for 84, that's probably considered a big budget science oh, yeah, fiction sure, film. Sure, I mean, but I'm, they're banking off Star Wars yeah. and indie. They're but trying I'm, to capture that. I'm coming back around. This movie does not look like 17. No, no, no. This oh movie looks like it's filmed uh, in my backyard. It, it looks it's, like they went to like a junk pile yeah. for like all the props and stuff. They probably did. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who's never seen it, Buckaroo Banzai is, is a... Um, He's a nuclear scientist, he's a, he's a physicist, neuro, he's doctor, a, comic book writer, rock star, time dimensional teleporter. He's action everything hero? you ever wanted to be when you were eight, at once. He, I guess he's like Barbie. He does it all. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of like, like Barbie, just like Barbie. I, I, I honestly, from that in, that's where I was out. 
Yeah. Right like, away. One like, man can't do all this. Like, I know that's ridiculous. I read comics. It, it's like, there's even, no, but even Batman is only kind of just two things. <laughs> detective and martial artist. Oh, I no, he's just Batman. Or, or, or just Batman. <laughs> Batman. I just, I, like, even just watching the beginning when he's, him and Jeff Goldblum are sitting there. Yeah. Him and, let me repeat that. Robocop and Jeff Goldblum are sitting there doing, like, neuroscience on a dude while they're discussing the physics properties of, like, density control of dimensional jumping, and then he gets into a truck. It just was like, what the hell is happening? And they're, like, talking about the show. they got a gig next week or something, you know? Yeah. It was, it was a lot of stuff at once and in, without a lot of information to set it up with. Like, that, there was that scroll that came yeah, up in the beginning. And I am kind of already um, I'm not a big fan of the scroll. Like, if it's not the Star Wars scroll, and even if you really read those Star Wars things in the beginning, not helpful. They're really kind of not. They set a stage, but they don't set it's up vague nothing. Still, Very yeah. vague. And this was a lot of... Talking right in the beginning, the writing on the beginning of the movie was it was very much in the in the vein of like, well, it's kind of like Green Lantern. Well, there are a spectrum of colors in a ring. Ah, you've lost America, you know. And he's supposed to be half white and Asian. Yeah, he's supposed to be half Japanese, half American. We just let you know now. Peter Robo Weller, Frank. not Asian at all. No, is it Frank or Peter? Peter. I called him Frank earlier. I know. Frank Welder is somebody else. Yeah, no, Frank Welker. He's the voice of Megatron. Yes. <laughs> Peter Wellers <laughs> is Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> so, comment down, internet. I'm aware of my mistake. But, yeah, it should just be called, hey, that guy's not Chinese. <laughs> it's, just, it's like Kung Fu. Because he's half Japanese. He's just whatever. <laughs> he's not. He's a white guy with blue eyes. But, I mean, in the first... He doesn't even look half anything. But in the first 20 minutes, uh, Buckaroo Banzai goes, like you said, from uh, brain surgeon to super dimensional scientist to rock star. In yeah. under 20 minutes of the movie. like With still no direction, in my opinion. I, yeah. A lot of my issues with the movie, not so much, I think the acting, honestly, the actors are doing a good job of what they were intended to do. They yeah. know they're not making a serious movie. It's completely obvious that they know that. Especially John Lithgow. Like, oh. I felt that, I guess, out of everyone in the movie, him and Christopher Lloyd were doing the best performances. But even that is kind of, eh. Well, no, I like because no think, one, everybody knew they were making a what a campy science fiction film. I'd like to think they knew. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. that I kind of think Peter Weller was really going for. Oh well, we heard him talk. The dude, he's like a doctor, isn't he? Like in real life, he, he's smart. Yeah, like he's, he's got like doctorates dude. and yeah, shit. No, we, it's kind of like when you find out Duff Lundgren's a physicist in, re, like, in reality. Ow. You're like, wait. Then why do you do what you do? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm assuming the money's better. Like we we met him uh, at the the Dark Knight pr premiere. Yeah, yeah. You were not ready for his energy. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah he like, was like a ball of old man energy coming at you. <laughs> like you see Peter Weller so often kind of stoic in his roles. Yeah. And he just explodes like just a ball of energy. Yeah. Um. But, uh, like, okay, so my question, I guess, to you is so when he travels through the mountain, yes, and he and, and 
dimensional. Right, when he goes into what I refer to dimension. as the Phantom Zone, yeah. because there was, like, creatures in it. Did that open some sort of gateway for these terrible aliens that we are dealing with in the movie? Or was no. that just something that happened, and the aliens were... Oh, they, they were already here because they've had that weird Orson Welles plot. Yeah. Well, some, in the of, some of them were already here. Okay, so they've been coming... So from the, the eighth dimension throughout time. But the whole plot kind of uh, really rests on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hit, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to drop the plot on you. So, because <laughs> the movie didn't. <laughs> so, essentially, what the, what the whole movie kind of rests on, which actually doesn't tell you until May, at least halfway through the movie, you have to wait, um, is that there's these aliens from um, Planet 10, or the 10th planet, I forget. Would that be Planet X, too? Or Planet X. X is the Roman numeral for 10. I know what I'm saying. Sure. They, they didn't refer to this Planet X. No, but yeah. you, Planet 10. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. There's a lot of homages. or Not homages, but like <laughs> no, little we, references we to other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on your opinion of it. Uh, so there's this alien race there that uh, I guess you could say had a civil war and split into two factions. I, I, yeah. I, I Okay. Now, the faction that lost, essentially, the bad guys, which is the white John, John Lithgow. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't an alien. No, yeah, no, it's true. Um, the, white, Doc the, Brown, the white people. <laughs> Doc Brown. Um, uh, the, the tall, creepy guy that yeah, you see and everything. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> just those people. All these, yeah. They got um, sent into this pocket dimension. Now, in an experiment in 1938 with Buckaroo's dad... They break the dimension and like thirty-eight of these aliens escape. Right, and they start the Yo-Yo Dine. Um, yeah, okay, I'm with uh, you. Company. Yeah, and then when Buckaroo Banzai does it again, uh, all those aliens before, like, okay, now we got our chance to get everyone else out of the dimension, so we can fuck this world up and get revenge back on uh, our home planet. Right, that's the plot. Yeah, that that was, and, that was really much. And our our, our <laughs> hero. <laughs> Is a brain surgeon, scientist, ninja, rock star. Yeah. Who writes comic books? <laughs> Who? Well, we said he did because he's doing everything well, else. Why would he Why not? not? Yeah. I mean, Marvel Marvel Comics publishes his <laughs> his comic. Of course, he would probably do the art and write for it, too. Um, I felt the other alien creature, the faction, that the good aliens, yeah. I guess, who um, were all Rastafarian. All Jamaican. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not going to write out say it was racist because I have no bearing for that particular statement. But I felt something was... I felt very uncomfortable and to I make, felt something was wrong. To make them all black and then the bad guys all white? Maybe that's my issue. It, it does seem weird <laughs> that it seems like you're obviously trying to drive a wedge You're, you're making some sort of statement. Also, I mean, and they, but they were all using the worst Jamaican accents. Like, they were... Everyone had the worst accents. They accent. were very stereo... Yeah, well, we'll get there. But it was very stereotypical Jamaican. Like, they were like, Oh, oh hey, yeah. man, you've got to save the earth. He was like, really? Come on. This what ain't part you, of Jamaica? Yeah, you're not a cabbie in New York. Knock it off. It was just kind of... Yeah, and then you were... The other accents, like... Um, John Lithgow. Like his Russian his, was... It's not Russian. It's not Russian? No, it's Italian. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's been doing it. He's doing Italian the whole huh. movie. I thought I was a Russian the whole nope. time. Nope. <laughs> wow. Okay, I actually had something there I thought was doing some sort of weird Cold War parallel, but no, nope. apparently not. Nope. No, no. Okay, well, that's one less smart thing I thought the movie did, and we'll put that over in the negative <laughs> category. What, uh, what I just found out before we started 
I was reading through like the little you know factoids about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that John Lithgow had a dialect coach in this movie. Well, clearly you have to if you're going to do that great of an Italian accent. <laughs> Apparently, his dialect coach is just a tailor uh, that uh, is on set who had a heavy Italian accent. So John Lithgow is just imitating an actual dude with an Italian accent. Sounds which, about right for Hollywood. But like, how do you get so far from what sounds like a, what would be what would sound like? a legitimate accent to like you're right you could confuse that accent for almost russian i don't know i didn't think we as italians use the rolling r to that 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 much not that much yeah, like, <laughs> uh, the other accent that i had issues with was um uh, uh fucking what's his name clancy brown who i love clancy brown rawhide like, that's yeah, his name Ra- in this movie. rawhide or as i refer to him in the movie highlander or Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Because I am a huge Clancy Brown fan. Uh, he was one of the saving graces in this movie, and then the brother died. And really? I was really bummed out about it. But his Texas accent was terrible. Yeah. Because he has such a cool voice. To give him, like, a twang on it is just, no, not I don't know, like, to give, you know, Lex Luthor, like, a, a, a southern draw is kind of, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Eh, I don't know. The cowboy Luthor. Speaking of cowboys, Jeff Goldblum oh my God. dressed like yes. it was the equivalent of Marty McFly wearing that fancy Almost. outfit. Almost. You yeah. know, he had, he had a big dumb hat, like <laughs> furry chaps. They were like lambskin yeah. chaps. Not the lambskin that come off a lamb. No, no, the lambs that come off your seats in your your, your pinto. Like yeah. this. <laughs> it is so abysmal. And that's his costume for the whole movie. Yeah, I didn't get a lot. Granted, it was the 80s, so anything kind of goes. But Yeah, but everyone had a weird, like, costume choice. They, they had Ellen Barkin, the girl, Penny. I don't... You said it was some sort of Japanese-inspired Komodo kind of look. Honestly, it just looked like... They tied rags around her tits and her crotch and said, all right, you need to look sexy. And it was just kind of... It's it's another... Like, a lot of design and costume... Like, uh, set and costume designs, weird choices are going on. I, it's, but I don't know there's if no, that's... There's no uniformed look. It, or if that's supposed to be kind of like a weird statement of the times. Like... Look at us. We're in the 80s. It's so crazy. Anything goes. They're rock stars. They can wear all of this, and we're not going to bat an eye at it. Um, I mean, I'm, I just, think, I'm looking for gems in the movie because I'm trying to understand why people like it. I think what it is is you can't look into this movie for anything. You simply have to lay back and let it wash over I you. I guess that's my problem. And there's other movies that I own and yeah. watch I can do that with. Yeah. There's just something in me that cannot accept this. A mental block. It's, it's weird because you've seen my collection. You know I'm... you got to- weird shit. I'm totally open for other things. Yeah. But this, but I was, I did write down some... There are good things about hit me, it, Give me with your gems. I okay, want to know what you um, liked about I, this movie. I, did, I think the actors, like I said, I think the mm-hmm. actors were generally doing a good job because they knew what they were making. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel this movie could be better with a better editor. If things were re- if they were yeah. presented in a different way, where the movie made more sense, like a linear yeah. thing, like you lose track of your own. I think this movie could be better slightly if it was edited in a, in a different format. Uh, I also feel that there is a good movie in it. There are really good ideas that I did think could be. Honestly, if they were to announce that they were remaking this, 
I would be like, all right, so someone's going to streamline all the bullshit out and make it a fun science fiction crazy film. I am all for you and me, buddy. We make (laughs) Son of Buckaroo Banzai. I'll be the Son of Buckaroo Banzai. I'm not on film. Okay. You can direct. And we kickstart this. I, just, I, I think this is this is what we're gonna do this year. I just I think there was a good movie within it somewhere. It just you have to you have to get rid of a lot of baggage to get to it, unfortunately. And I think that's the a, movie that's, has a this, lot yeah. trying to happen at once. Maybe There's, if he wasn't a neurosurgeon on top of a physicist, if he was just a physicist who likes to play in a rock band on the side who happens to calm himself down nightly by meditation of Kung Fu, I could absorb that. <laughs> but when Make you throw on realer. too much on there, it just becomes you got a lot going the on. The neuroscience stuff never comes into play. No, but he, they, they talk but about that's it that's how the lot. movie starts. starts yeah. So it's, it, it, it's innately stuck in me there. Like, you know? the, the movie... Um, like the, the, the movie is a story a child would tell you. Yeah, you like use chi- this example of Axe Cop, the comic, yeah, which like, I didn't know was written by a child. Yeah. I like, work at a comic book shop. I should know that. <laughs> like, if, if you're familiar with uh, Axe Cop, then, you know, you'll, you'll know what I'm saying. Like, essentially, a child tells an adult a story, but a child has no real good uh, story structure. No. And just randomly adds things as he needs yeah. to And to then a dinosaur shows up. Yeah. You're like, okay. And this is what Axe Cop and I feel Buck Rubansai kind of have uh, going for them is, of course, a child would say, oh, well, he's also a brain scientist. Yeah. And and he's also a ninja. Like, because, fuck it, you're a kid. You don't know that, oh, well, that it has There's only to... 24 hours in a day. That's a lot of <laughs> yeah. stuff. Because yeah. your main character's only, what, 25? <laughs> He's in, it's impossible to be all these things. The other thing that I don't understand and it was never really explained is Penny shows up out of nowhere and she is a twin. That's one of the kind of lost elements it's, of the movie. She, it's kind of like, is she a, an identical twin from an alternate dimension? No. Okay, so she's just a lost just identical a twin. twin. She says she says that she's uh, an adopted. Orphan? Yeah. Oh, okay. She was adopted. And that's when Buckaroo kind of puts it all together. Oh, okay, she, that she's the identical twin of his dead wife. Yes, of his dead wife. Of a, of a, a dead wife story that we don't get any knowledge on. Because yeah. he says, that's all we're going to say you, about that. You he says fit, that in the movie. You're like, oh, well, I guess we're, that's all we're going to hear about it, too. You could fit that entire point in under a minute. Of everything that we get about, oh, she's a twin, his ex-wife, yeah. all that. Which sounds like something important. Like, sounds yeah, like a just, character... You know, driven point of him. Start now. It like it, it's seriously so short, and it's essentially it's thrown in there just to have a female character yeah. attached without it sounding weird. Like this is why she's in the movie because she looks like his ex-wife, which. They could have just they, put her in the movie, and no one would have batted an eye. Like she, he was. Well, some, it's like a late addition, like everything else. Everything else is like, oh well, you know, oh well, how, how does he do this? Oh well, fuck it, he's a neuroscientist too. Well, no, I mean he's like he, throwing he's, a quick he's scene. At, now, he's at the gig. She could have just been a fan at the gig that he had. He liked her. And then he just, brought her back to the van for some good times, and she just kind of fell into the plot. Which still that to yeah. me would have made a lot more sense would than have been trying okay to, for this movie, right? To try and pigeonhole this weird secondary H storyline that never yeah. really goes anywhere. I also had a lot of issues with um, 
there's a lot of time spent of them doing things that I necessarily are not interesting for a movie. Mm-hmm. Like when um, Highlander's trying to figure out like a certain uh, frequency to do something with the computer and he hooks onto the internet, <laughs> which was like a computer the size of our kitchen table. Yeah. But there was not a lot of dialogue in that scene. You kind of weren't really sure what he was doing and nothing really came out of that scene other than buckaroo said to do this yeah it was like this is not interesting this is a scene that can be clearly cut to establish maybe more of the storyline in other parts of the movie i now granted maybe there's there's maybe they didn't film a lot of other things (laughs) they had you know but that falls been back on the screenwriter to make sure you've covered your basis with Scenes in it's, the script. It's a thirty-page script, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I have to. I, I assume that the screenwriter is just next to the director off-screen, going, "Now, what do you want them to say next?" <laughs> like they're just handing them their sides while they're filming. Like it's like he, like, like RoboCop's just like, and then I say, "Okay, okay." Or are we still okay? Good, we're, we're rolling. All right, let's just go. They've got like little like their scripts taped to the back of screens. Oh yeah, it's you... like an SNL thing. Yeah, uh, and, and I just and again, I want a preference. It just didn't work for me. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want letters. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't know anything. Yeah, You're yeah. right. I don't know anything about this movie. Like I said, it's a cult classic. It is or it is not. not. Um, and I just. Like I said, I think there's a good movie in there that with talent behind the scenes, I mean, talent behind the... Like, J.J. Abrams says, I'm going to remake Buckaroo Banzai. You know that movie's going to be fucking tits. Like, he's going to bring in amazing stuff behind But the, But the, the, the problem is, is like it, the reason not, why everyone right, loves I it understand. is... All of the crazy absurdity shit that's going on. I'm fully aware. Yeah. I'm just trying to digest myself. That, yeah. That you know, no, you know, I'm trying to save the Buckaroo franchise. <laughs> I'm trying to save that lonely studio that's been gone for 25 years. That perhaps maybe they get some revenue. Yeah. You know, some residuals. <laughs> just pay some of the back taxes. <laughs> like there's got someone. Someone is still hurting from yeah. this movie. <laughs> someone still feels the sting. Um, but you're right. Like a lot of scenes go on too long. Like the uh, the introduction of um, uh, one of the like our our uh, Rastafarian, our Jamaican alien, um, the Martian Man buddy. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, actor mm-hmm. named Carl Lumley. He's voice of Martian Manhunter in the Justice League. He was on Alias as Sidney Bristow's partner for five seasons. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been around. The dude knows yeah. how to act. Like he's 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 one of the good aliens. Yeah, but, but his his introduction scene is like it makes five no to eight minutes. Yeah, but those bumbling hunters. Yeah, and like then the bumbling cop. Yeah, and you're just like, this is good. What is this? It, it it is way too long, and it just seems fluffed up because the script is short. Yeah, like this is maybe like a TV, like a one hour TV movie that just got ballooned up. To, to make a theatrical release? I did read on Wikipedia, apparently, you know, it's online, so I don't know how true this is, but apparently that Fox was trying to do a television series. Oh, yeah? That is where I think this works. You can yeah, have like him weekly. do all those different jobs weekly. You can have him be crazy and save the world. From... He could be a scientist one week and then yeah, the, he... the next week. I mean, that I, I would feel watch the would... fuck out of that show, especially uh, in the 80s. This is... Oh, yeah, it wouldn't work now. I mean, like... Uh, 
you know, it's and, and you know, you don't get uh, RoboCop for the TV series because he's you know he's movie star. Yeah, but no, I, you know, you know who you call. No, no, but I'm just saying when they do the movie, the TV series, um, you call Bruce Campbell. He's clearly Buckaroo <sighs> Banzai for the television show. Hmm. Or was he Briscoe County Jr. and that was it? <laughs> Well, I think Briscoe comes later still. I, yeah, I like know. he's that still was, a, like was, really he's still joke. Ash. <laughs> I don't know. Like I love I love Peter Weller in this movie so much. Even like for his just uh un unemotional face. I yeah, and I'm not quite sure what what acting he what choices he's making. Yeah. Um, uh, now he wears a very interesting outfit at the end of the movie, or no, off and on during the movie. Uh, he basically dresses like the '80s version of the Doctor in some weird way. Like if you were to take Matt Smith and the '80s Doctor and combine them, like the look, the, this movie is the American version of the Doctor. He's an interdimensional kind of. god guy who <laughs> does a lot of things, knows everything, and wears a bow tie. The <laughs> so, end of the movie, uh, he's wearing a red bow tie. White button up and like tweed jacket. He's exactly <laughs> what Matt Smith wore like in the first season. It was like he goes popping up like, is this the fucking American version of the Doctor? And no one said anything. Like, yeah. like they were trying something, but it was all hush hush. They're like, no one's gonna know. This is the Doctor. Twenty thirty years <laughs> that, before that horrible horrible car that he was in. That's the TARDIS. <laughs> like what? We also found it interesting that Christopher Lloyd. A year later, will be in probably the most successful time traveling yeah. dimensional hopping movie ever, and he's in this. Yeah, you know, very. You know, honestly, he's not in it a lot. He's just kind of there. Well, he's he's an alien for most of his scenes. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just oh, and okay, Is, let's talk about the prosthetics. Is that okay. where the money went? I I feel it has to be one of the places now. There is some very good. Um, matte painting, so there's money there. Yeah. I felt that the the space battle at, battle at the end, when it wasn't inside the spaceship, yeah. it looked solid. I felt that the spaceships flying on the, the rear projection and the models and yeah, stuff looked fine. pretty good. There's good. money there. But when they cut back into the spaceship, it was like, what the fuck is it's, that? It's like it's in your garage. And I'm sure it was in a garage. Like, you got all, all the shit like that's been in your grandma's storage, and you just plastered it to the walls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's weird. This is a movie where all the practical effects fail. Yeah, that's not the, how. That's not how things are supposed but to. But all the other special effects, yeah, outshined it. But I mean, back, not, not to say they're 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 gorgeous, but <laughs> you look at the two. One is obviously better than the other. But but, but going back on the makeup, like do do those masks and stuff. They did have to make a lot. I mean, sometimes they looked okay. If the light hit him like right on, right. <laughs> it looked like a plastic mask. But if you kind of caught it on an angle, talk about an editing nightmare. Certain characters can see f that they're real aliens, and other people still see them in humans. So in the same scene, they'll have Buckaroo talk to the alien face, and then Rawhide will talk to Jamaican face, and yeah. they'll go back and forth. I'm like. Okay, we could have established something a lot better than yeah. It's a little that. tough. It's it, a little tough. I mean, that's an editing nightmare, you yeah. know. Or that's just how they had to edit it because they all fucked up on set and they were like, "Well, no one's gonna know this." It's kind of a Plan Nine from outer space. Yeah, like, uh, no one pays attention to the little details. <laughs> uh, he bumped that wall on the way out. No, it's all right. It's a good shot. Take it. Cut it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's he's a big guy. It's it's just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't hate it. 
Oh, okay. I, no, no, no. I don't. I, I try not to hate film. I right. really don't. I, it, there's it, only a handful of films that I can safely say I hate. Can you rattle a couple off? Probably not. I know okay. The Truman Show is one. Okay. I loathe. Oh, my God. It's it just... It, uh, Dumb and Dumber is another one. Yeah. Mm, two Jim Carrey ones right in a row. Huh. huh. Look at that. <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber is another one that's got like a, a fan following that I don't understand. Um, Like when it comes to Jim Carrey, like all the Jim Carrey stuff worked well at the time. Mm, that could be argued. Does not hold up anymore. Uh, I know he's he just signed on to do another comedy or I, I don't know the name of it or anything, but uh, someone read the description, or I read the description online, was saying he he, he he would get in trouble as a young boy and blame it on a, an imaginary character. Now he's all grown up and still blaming things on an imaginary character. And Is he's this like, like 50. Harvey and Ted mixed together? And, no, it's Harvey and Ted. Yeah, like... <laughs> no, no, I know what you meant. Okay. I just, I just surprised that you know what Harvey, Harvey is. Oh, you on. only know Harvey because they make that reference in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No. Jimmy Stewart, Harvey. Shut, shut the fuck up. What? Oh, no, you just don't typically know stuff like that. Oh. I'm a little shocked. <laughs> Bitch, the shit you don't know about me can fill the Grand fucking Canyon. You ever know I wanted to be a fucking Vegas dancer? What? <laughs> it would work so much better if this was a visual podcast. <laughs> but thank you for making me witness that. Um, yeah, I just don't know how I feel about like that. Sounds like an, a '90s movie where Jim Carrey was still at the height of his comedian yeah, like, when he was still rubber face. He's like fifty, mm. and I'll be honest, he looks fifty. I. He did not age gracefully. <laughs> I will give it to him though. Like this, the the little stuff we've seen from Kickass Two in the trailers, that is like if you didn't tell me that was Jim Carrey without looking at him without the mask, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Like that does not mm. seem like Jim Carrey in there. That's fair. And I it, disagree, and but that's but it fair. looks like fun. If you like the mm. Kickass films, then yay, yeah, that's something totally for you. Mm. But I just I just I don't know, man. But yeah, I did, like I said, I don't hate this movie. I just yeah. feel that it, it didn't work for you me. Know, you know it's not for you. Now, I, I have to imagine... I will say, this is the first time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder, if I had seen it as a kid, if there's a nostalgia to it that now resonates in my mind towards it, or did it catch me in Cynical Day? <laughs> like, when I'm the eight-year-old smoking yeah. a cigarette, watching it like... Fuck this. This makes no sense. What is she? Is she a twin? How do we know that? (laughs) Plot structure. You know, occasionally... uh, Who do you think I was? Was I Alan Rickman as a child in your mind? weren't you? Oh, I wish. Just like a a tiny wizard's cape and... Oh, well, totally. Yeah. Fuck this. There's no art in this. (laughs) I don't want to watch Buckaroo. (laughs) Bond. That's what he does. He just, just that's the Alan Rickman of <laughs> acting. Just draws, stretches it. every vowel. It, you know, if the, if he got paid by the word in Harry Potter, he worked it. Like he just he made sure you knew he was getting Mister Potter. You know, everyone's just looking at their watches. Like, whoa, yeah, shit, man, look at him. They should we should call Jeremy Irons. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I didn't. 
I only saw this movie for the first time like two years ago. Oh, that's cool. But I immediately fell in love. I, I saw it. It was on Netflix then. Still there now. <laughs> I saw it. So they're trying to get that money back. <laughs> I saw it and I kid you not. I felt like, holy fuck, where have you been all my life? That's cool. How, how have I not seen this movie before? I'm sure there's something out there I'll find someday that from the past that I'll think the same. <laughs> this wasn't it, but you know, I yeah, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not like I said, I'm not looking down at anybody. I just, well, this just didn't work I know for you're me not. today. I, I know you're not. Yeah, if it's it's you or it's not. This is not you, and you know that, and you're accepting of it. I, I will never. You're not judging me because it's mine. No, no, I'll judge you on other things. There's um, plenty of other things to judge me on. Yeah, uh, yeah you wanted to be a dancer. Yeah, Vegas, bitch, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> He gave me spirit fingers, people. I don't think y'all realize. Like, he fucking straight up, like... like Jazz hands you. He, like, bringed it on me. Like, you were yeah. just like... <laughs> I stepped it up, bitch. Oh, 3D. Yeah. And then he face. took it to the streets. I took it to the streets. <laughs> there's there's a franchise. Then I served you, bitch. Like, there's a franchise. Oh! <laughs> you got served. <laughs> That's a franchise that I don't understand. What, uh, dance movies or the um, Step It Up movies? All, I guess. All of them? Because they're all the same, honestly. Inner city kid <laughs> struggles. All he's got is dance. Do, makes it do, off of that. I mean, does that happen in real life? Like, do people make it? Or do they just get a better apartment? Like, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, I generally... I mean, we can't all be Madonna's backup dancers. I'm pretty sure none of those people are... are doing well now you don't think any of them came from oh oh well now oh you mean like oh so you're saying like madonna was walking down harlem one afternoon as she does right because she's from the streets and she ain't j-lo right no no she's not (laughs) she's not jenny from the block no no she's madonna from detroit so like okay so she's walking in detroit she's She's like she sees she's at the motherland and she sees motherfucking like breakdance and she's like come with me i'll make you famous and famous is in in quotes because they go on one tour and then they never work for her again. Yeah. <laughs> is that kind of how you're playing it out? Like, no, um, <laughs> I, I do find the whole thing like of all the things that isn't education that could get you out of the streets. Dancing is to me like the most absurd. I mean, I have to assume maybe it does happen. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. But to I just people. can't think of anyone. That I am aware of. You know, it's not like, honey. <laughs> yeah. Remember, honey? Yeah, honey, I remember. <laughs> Jessica Alba, come on now. Oh, no, I meant honey, too. Oh, Oops. no, no, no. No, no, no. That and that's is. honey, T-O-O. <laughs> like Teen Wolf 2. Uh, it was like her cousin became a wolf, too, and yeah. then boxed. <laughs> but instead of basketball, it was boxing. <laughs> it's exactly the same movie. Um, no shit. Like, I buy, I buy like, rappers... Uh, using yeah, using that to honest, get themselves I am not propelled. An, I'm not an Eminem fan. I think he did have some good songs when he was still trying. I think he's he's probably the, he's I'm a very talented. talented white rapper. I'm not gonna just say rapper because it really comes into play. <laughs> it does make like because he's a very talented white rapper. Yeah. I'll admit, Eight Mile is a good movie. I now it. I don't want to own it. I don't need to see it again. Brittany Murphy looks like the skeleton queen in it, but. I remember watching it in the theater thing and like, you know what? This is actually okay. I get what this movie is saying. Yeah. Right on. Eminem has an Oscar. I just want to make sure we all remember that. And for, so does for music. It's still an Oscar. 
And so does that weird group from Crash. Oh, Three Six Mafia. They all have Oscars too. Yeah, but for music. Just still saying. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I understand. The but... the idea that someone, for example, I don't know if this is how it worked out, but Dame Judy Dench had to sit up on a stage and say, and the Oscar goes to Three Six Mafia. And these two dudes just come up grills, like purple suits. One's in purple, one's in tan. That peanut um, butter and jelly. The reason, um, the rumor was that because all those people um, on the stage got a writing credit, the rumors. They all got Oscars. So that was like 13 Academy Awards went to one group, which put in the next year the, the, the rule that there can only be three writing credits to a song. Because Beyonce got upset because the following year um, they wrote an original song for Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. She was the fourth name. Oh. She didn't get an Oscar, but the other three people did. Mm. There was oh, there's that was kind of like a weird thing I remember reading three, about. Three Six is kind of like uh, Wu Tang. There's a lot of people involved that do, you never see. Do they still even make music? Wu Tang? No, Three Six Mafia. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I stopped listening. Or did they all spread out to do other projects well, like most bands and stuff do like eventually? Three, three Six has a lot of subgroups to them. <laughs> tear, the, tear the club up thugs and whatnot. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's a, yeah. lot of, it's, it's, it's a lot of Oscars. I was stunned that they won. So was America. <laughs> and so were the, everyone who thought Crash was going to lose too. Like Crash won. That's unfucking believable you know what? Uh, the movie is terrible. Yeah, overrated. I, I, I get what the movie's doing. Mm, yeah, it's proving everyone's racist and we're all terrible people. <laughs> That's of... what I took away. I was like, I don't need a movie to tell me that. Yeah. I live in L.A. I know how bad it is here. <laughs> I feel like the movie was kind of pretentious. It is pretentious. Yeah. Even Deanna Troy knew it was pretentious. She's in the movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a Star Trek person in something. I'm going to yeah. put... I'm gonna, I... boop, 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 boop. Star Trek. I only cared for like Terrence Howard. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's... So Buckaroo Banzai was a thing that <laughs> happened. Who's not pretentious. And not racist. No. Well, maybe it is. We're not sure. No, I'm pretty sure if he could fuck an alien, he would. Well, yeah, Peter Weller, sure. But I was talking about the movie. <laughs> Robocop. Oh, if Robocop could lay like some fucking mechanical pipe down on some alien, he would drill it. Murphy? <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, this movie, we've said it a million times uh, already. Uh, it is or it is not for you. Um, I encourage everyone to watch it at least once to find out. At I, least sit through the first 20 minutes. I think you know think in you 20 go, minutes. I think you need to go further than 20 minutes. Though. I don't know. I think once you've gone 20, if you're not interested, you're never going to get there. Yeah, but like so much of this movie doesn't even happen until like halfway through. And like, that's you don't another get to, fault of the film. It is. Yeah. It is. But like the the movie kind of muddles in a circle until you get to the aliens. That's true. Um, but I love this movie so much. I find such childlike enjoyment from watching it. I would like everyone uh, to give it a chance to experience that same feeling that that I get. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's cool. Um, but uh, th- this is the one that was voted uh, out of Alien Resurrection, uh, Fifth Element, Buckaroo Banzai won because you guys voted it. We wanted to give you the option to uh, put us through a movie, and, uh, and I, this is what you chose. And now Leland may never let you do that again. <laughs> I hope in the next time 
that you all make a better decision. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and, and that's not to say we'll never do Fifth, fifth Element uh, or Alien Resurrection. Oh, we're doing Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, no, sir. Yeah. She's half alien. She is. <laughs> she has acid for blood. She turns into Sharon Stone. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So that was listener's choice, and uh, I do appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm happy that people did vote. So, yeah. you know, you, you voted over at Facebook or on the Twitter, at Movie Issues, or you can hit us up at our Gmail account, at movieissues.com. We are at movieissues.com as well. All multiple ways to contact me or the Spookmeister. Mm. So... Do you have anything left to praise or godlike giveth towards the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai in the eighth dimension? Uh, I feel like the real villain uh, is secretly the Perfect other. Tommy. Per- oh God, yeah, yeah. The the Guy Ritchie looking motherfucker. I, guy Ritchie so, is so weird because I don't think you I, I don't think you mean Guy Ritchie when you say Guy Ritchie. Yeah, the director of Snatch, that's who guy was Pierce. married to Madonna. No, that's okay. Guy Ritchie. Okay. Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce is that creepy Skeletor-looking yes. motherfucker Guy from Memento. I mean. Who's gonna Who's gonna give some shit to Iron Man next week? That's the one I mean. <laughs> so Guy Pierce, Guy the, Pierce. the Australian actor. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, you, you kept saying Guy Ritchie during the movie. I was like, why would you know what he looks like? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, Guy Pierce. Yeah, there's a dude that looks like Guy Pierce in the flick. Who's actually his, his name's Lewis Smith. Oh, in real life or in yeah. the movie? No, in real life. What was his name in the movie? Perfect Tommy. I hate everything you're saying to me right now. <laughs> I feel he was kind of so snarky and... Uh, He's the he, villain. <laughs> he wanted to lead the Hong Kong Cavaliers. He felt that Buckaroo Banzai wasn't doing a very good job at being Buckaroo Banzai. He was kind of the Starscream, almost. Yes. <laughs> like, if, if Starscream... Oh, no. Starscream. If Starscream silently contemplated his overthrowing of, <laughs> of Megatron, he would be perfect Tommy. That's true. Yes, yeah, Starscream, not silent. No. Yeah, that and bitch, that was that, his downfall. That bitch is a talker. Yes. <laughs> Chatty Cathy. Because he, he would yell out yeah. his plan. Like, and he, I was like, you know all the Decepticons can hear you. Right. There's there's no plan if Megatron hears you. Just say, because you're standing behind Megatron doesn't mean he can't fucking hear you. you He's all, got robot ears. Y'all robots. Y'all are hearing a lot of crap. Yes. Mega Mega what's it? Megatron Mega Mouth. Mega Man. Mega Man. Uh, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Buckaroo Banzai. I want to go to the eighth dimension to escape this film. I am Leland here with my good friend and pal Spooky. I'm going to join the Hong Kong Cavaliers. They'll take you. It looks like well, they didn't know how to play their instruments either. To, well, you have to be a doctor and a musician. So I'm going to have to work on both those. Well, maybe you can be the new Penny. <laughs> she clearly didn't bring anything to the movie. That's true. <laughs> you want to be the new Penny? <laughs> I'll be the new Penny. I'm new Penny. <laughs> or son of Buck Rubanzai. All right, son Let's of do it. Kickstarter, guys. Kickstarter. Boom. 2016. Son of Buckaroo Banzai. Star is spooky. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Come on.